0: Welcome to The Essence of Extraordinary. My name's Roger Terry, and I'm here today with Brennan Yarbrough. How we doing? How we doing, guys? So we're going to talk a little bit today uh, with Brennan about uh, what he thinks uh, constitutes great living. Um, we are coming to you from beautiful Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and um, I, I want to introduce you guys to Brennan. So I'm going to give you just a couple of minutes here to talk about yourself and tell us a little bit about you.
1: Awesome. Good deal. Good deal. Well, it's awesome to be here, guys. Again, my name is Brennan. Um, just little hometown raised out of a town, Northwest Arkansas. Um, just coming down here to FTL, visiting some friends and doing a little road trip. So uh, yeah, definitely excited to be here. Can't wait. Nice. So you used to live in South Florida, right? Yes. Uh, I was in a town called Homestead. I was about maybe 30 minutes shy of Key Largo and about a good 30-something miles actually from downtown Miami. Yeah. And now you're living in Dallas. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I decided to take the launch and uh, relocate to a town called uh, Garland. We're just about like the northeast side of Dallas. Um, I took the change uh, actually January 25th of this year. Um, I was loving Homestead, I was loving everything about it, but as far as the distance from everything, as far as uh, my hobbies and my relations and all that kind of sort of stuff was just way too far a distance, being in Homestead, so out of far range. I I liked everything about it, don't get me wrong, but uh, I've just kind of been doing a new city every year, just trying new things.
0: Yeah, hey, we need some of that change sometimes. Absolutely. You know, I moved... To Fort Lauderdale um, back in September uh twenty twenty two. So okay. we're gonna be coming up on a year. And um, you know, I'd been up in the northeast for the last ten years. Wow. And I just wanted wanted to change. I was kinda burned out. Right. Um, so I,
1: I definitely understand the change of scenery. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's nice to freshen up things every once in a while.
0: Yeah. So Brennan, you're a car guy. You're uh you've got a uh classic um, Camaro that you you're driving back back home. Yes. Yes. So talk to us a little bit about cars. And um, I think you've even made it, you know, your career in some ways. So Correct. talk to us a little bit about what interests you about cars and um, okay. you know how, how you got into a career with cars.
1: Gotcha. Well, as far as my uh, interest in vehicles, I guess that's going to start out from when I was actually born. I don't know if a whole lot of people on this podcast have ever heard of Talladega Nights. Will Ferrell but uh, that movie line uh, starts out with the mother and father they're in this old 1970 Chevelle SS and uh, the mother is pregnant with Ricky Bobby also Will Ferrell that was the actor and uh, as far as the drive to the hospital couldn't quite make it in time stomped on the brakes that's when he was received Mm -hmm. so my situation was kind of similar except the Chevelle wasn't running Um, my mother ended up having me in my family's dealership which started in 1967 So, we didn't really quite get the chance to make it to the hospital, but I was actually born in the automotive industry. Wow. Yeah, so- Not too many people can probably say that. No, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. It's definitely, uh, sounds redneck as hell, but I mean, at the same point, I was in love with it and I didn't mind it a bit. So, but being just born around that industry and being there at that dealership every day after school and seeing what my father was applying his work to, um, just making general sales or, uh investing in the time of his hobby, which was also cars. He was also building cars in the back of the shop. Yeah. And uh, just be able to see the uh, intricate details of what he put his work into and uh, just seeing how everything works just kind of drove me curious. And uh, by that time, I was 12 years old after uh, just doing garage sales, flipping and flipping product like uh, weed whackers or bed sheets, whatever I could find. Um, I even started flipping golf carts at the point of 11 years old. And uh, by 12 is when we found our first lead to buy my first car with my own money. So after that, we just continued it on, and I still have that car to this day, which is the one I'm actually driving back to Dallas starting today. And tell us uh, what's the year and what's special about that car. Oh, so this car is a uh, 1981 Z28 Camaro. um, T-top, removable tops, finished in a berry blue that I painted. Um, This car was one of 500 in the color op, and t-top ambient a z28 and the last 10 of production for this generation Um, um yeah so it's got it's got its little quirks to it that makes it a little bit special compared but um at the end of the day it's it's a camaro it's nothing too crazy it's not a classic ferrari or anything like that but i treat it as such
0: yeah well and so let's talk about ferraris um you know i feel like the last uh job you were working you were working with some really exotic cars Tell us a little bit about that business and how you got into that
1: oh i i got so lucky with this um well i say lucky i mean my resume did pull out through with the past eight years of automotive experience doing pretty much anything besides being a technician um i actually wanted to move down here to miami and get into this business i uh saw this company it's called uh mph club these guys were stated here in miami back in 2010 starting with one vehicle um, that's a little rundown about them but uh, I ended up coming across the building I was working my way from Fort Lauderdale across 826 and saw their uh, new headquarters and I saw this beautiful uh, Lamborghini Aventador sitting out in the front I was thinking you know what there's got to be some the owner has got to be here somewhere and I, I always hate bugging the rich but I'm always just curious and a little bit driven and just wondering how these people were able to do it and uh, with that Um, I ended up stopping by and turns out this car was actually a rental, uh, opened up the doors, walking inside and, uh, Lee comes down. He's the owner of MPH club. Uh, he started the LLC back in 2010, like stated, uh, came down and was looking at my Camaro, which I happen to be in. And, uh, he's like, so it seems like you understand what we have here. I was like, well, yes, I, I could literally walk him through and name him every single little option, every single paint code, every single interior code. Uh, what motor and transmission came in all of these vehicles and i stated that and he said well are you looking for work i said well that would be amazing to be able to be with this kind of technology and be with this kind of money and it's just a daily um influence i mean seeing something and surrounding yourself like that is going to pursue you to want to take that in your own initiative and make it in your own name so it was just basically saying hey uh, this is what I know. This is my experience. And turns out it was exotic rentals.
0: Nice. Absolutely. So you got to meet probably some interesting people also, not not only the cars.
1: Oh, yeah. Very, very few interesting people. Um, we had Taiga and Doja Cat actually come down for Formula One race back in 2022. Uh, talked with these two for quite a while. Um, Daniel Mack, uh, I'm sure you guys have seen everybody on TikTok that's asking what people do for a living. Uh, so that's going to be Daniel. Uh, we got the chance to meet him. Um, quite a few other celebrities, too. Marshmallow. We had Drake. We actually sponsored Drake. Uh, came down for his last album. Uh, it was released back in January of this year, actually. And uh, got him a classic car. It was a Ferrari Enzo. A $5 million car. Uh, we were able to get this and sponsor for the video. And luckily, Liram had a, a secondary house over towards South Beach to do the video with. So we we got to have some pretty cool interactions with some pretty interesting people I would say That's pretty good for a boy from uh, Northwest arkansas i' I'm surprised I was able to pull it off to be surprised honestly <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well that uh no no knocks against Arkansas because that's really really beautiful country over there. Um, tell us about growing up in that part of the world and Um, You know, how it it shaped the way that you look at the world.
1: Oh, man. Uh, So this is where it's probably going to get a little deep. Um, But with Arkansas, um, you know, I loved the two-lane roads, winding through the Ozarks, being able to check out Eureka Springs, Fayetteville, Bentonville, Little Rock, Benton. Uh, There's quite a few beautiful little cities out there in Arkansas, especially in the northwest side, especially getting to the mountain range. Mm -hmm. Um, But growing up in this little town I was at was called uh, Harrison. And, uh, Harrison actually made it, Facebook blew it up just a couple years ago. I think it was just pre pandemic. And, uh, this is when black lives matter started, you know, making signage. And then, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this video, but there is a gentleman holding a sign saying black lives matter in front of the Walmart in Harrison, Arkansas. And, uh, these people are driving by and making racist remarks. And it was just so sad to see and just kind of realizing that, wow, the people around me, I cannot I cannot keep myself with this. There's just no way in hell. Um, just talking the most terrible things. And uh, even before that, I kind of knew that I wasn't going to be very accepted in this town. Um, I started dating at uh, 17 years old. I was with a man. Um, rest of soul, his name was Nathan Rogers. Over um, really the rumor just in high school that I was with this person had led me to being jumped, um, stabbed, I've been shot, um, just over the rumor that I happen to be with a a person who is the same gender, who I can actually relate my feelings to. And kind of seeing that situation and how people reacted to that was just so pitiful. Um, Just being able to not understand that there's more to love than just a, a female body. You know, you can make connections with, I mean, man, woman, older, younger, it's it's totally possible, but people just want to take that because of the certain way they were raised and uh, apply that as negative energy. And it's just so sad to see, and being able to be a part of that was just sad seeing my own football team coming across and the backstabs and the comments and all that. It's just like I, I could never really understand that. So with Arkansas, I was very, very hard-headed. But um, after those little situations that happened through high school and a couple of years after um, – The more and more our community is starting to grow, I've had more people coming from that same graduation class and be able to come up and say, hey, I don't know what I said. I know it was something in vain, and I want to apologize for that. So I've had a lot of people come out recently and just be able to have those conversations that knows two or three of those people that actually were in with the bullying over my relationship with this man had actually came out this past two years as gay or bisexual. So I think it was a more of a feeling for them to hide themselves and feel better about knowing that they were on the other side and they can take lead. So yeah. Arkansas was definitely a contradiction. It was like a starburst almost. <laughs> <laughs> so you had uh, the beautiful roads, beautiful scenery, but um, that town was just a little bit hard. It it was a little bit. But um, I can't be mad at those for uh, what they did. It's the way they were raised, I understand. But, you know, people can have common sense. But uh, at the end of the day, mistakes happen, and they've came forward with me, and uh, all is forgiven. Well, and sometimes, you know, being able to have
0: forgiveness in your heart is one of the most powerful healing uh, attributes you can have. Right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think there's a lot of us that can hang on to anger and resentment, and um, it, it can really poison your life. Not to say that um, everyone deserves uh, forgiveness. There are people that do things to you, you know, in your life that sometimes can't be forgiven. Mm -hmm. So I don't want anyone to hear me say, you know, you have to have forgiveness in your heart. Right. Um, if you can get to a place where you can forgive people, I think you can then, uh, you know, heal from some of those traumas and absolutely, you know, um, I grew up in Missouri more, you know, closer to a metropolitan area. I feel like people's way of thinking is a little more liberal um, but even now, sometimes I go back um, to the area that I was raised and I see things uh, like Confederate flags on trucks. And, oh, yeah. Everywhere. Um, you know, I see a lot of the the MAGA flags, you know, flying and that sort of thing. And, you know, I personally don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's not what I believe, but... Um, you know, I, I can respect people having a, a certain way of thinking and, and understand that, you know, not everyone sees the world the way that I do. Correct. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting area of the country to grow up in. And, uh, I spent a lot of time down around, uh, Table Rock Lake. Oh yes. Oh yes. There on, you know, uh, Branson, uh, area, that sort of thing. So, uh, I, I definitely know how beautiful it is down there. It, I went to college in the Ozarks. Um, so, been there, seen that. Right. Gorgeous place,
1: love to visit. Mm. Yeah, i just say I do love some Branson. That's actually one of the uh, three locations that my late husband and I actually ended up moving to just to get out of Harrison. Yeah, We uh, ended up doing a condo. Um, why can I not remember this? It was a little golf course over there by uh, the dam in Branson, off, I think that's Tanny Como. Oh, yeah. So, literally, as soon as you cross the bridge and be able to work your way in, uh, there was a three-way intersection after that light, uh, work your way right, and I was literally just right there down below the water at the dam, and I missed that location so much. It was just yeah. beautiful scenery. There was full hiking in the back, and almost any activity was possible. Yeah. yeah really beautiful place. Did
0: you ever go to that restaurant, uh, Lambert's Cafe?
1: Oh, yes. I Oh, my gosh. We, <laughs> we did Lambert's almost as a tradition every two weeks. Yeah, Oh. They got great food there. Oh, love me some Lambert's. I'm wishing I was more now. (laughs) What is it? The Home of the Throat Rolls?
0: I think that's what they call it. Yes, yes. Yeah, if you folks haven't been there, I think they've got um, a location somewhere in Mississippi, I think around Biloxi. Oh, okay. And then uh, they've got one over in Sykeson, Missouri, southeast Missouri, and then they've got this one over by uh, Branson, which is uh, you know southwest Missouri. Mm -hmm. If you're in town, stop by. Please, please. So, we talked a little bit about relationships. You were you were in a relationship. You were bullied, uh, you know, in high school over that. And, oh yeah, bullied points after. Talk to us a little bit about um, you know what you think a, a great relationship
1: you know encompasses. Communication. Yeah. Communication. Communication is going to be your biggest thing, no matter what. Yes, you're going to have. You're going to need to have trust. You're going to need to have lust. You're going to need to have. Uh, a desire. Those things all can come through, but communication and being able to understand your partner is the number one thing for me. Um, And to be honest, growing up those seven years, uh, well, not growing up, but growing with this partner of mine for those seven years, um, at first, I mean, communication was a little bit hard. I was a curious kid, um, never been with a man, uh, contemplated it. And also while doing this was having to hide from Friends having to hide from family, having to hide from the town, and uh, with this doing that, closeted for seven years, you're pretty good at being able to hide your things, yeah. And uh, you're very easy to uh, hide emotion, you're easy to uh, you know, kind of dodge the bullet, I guess you would say. But um, that's something I wish I focused on more in those seven years was just uh, communication and uh, more appreciation with that. Um, but it's not like we ever had an argument, Nathan and I were. Primarily, like just one-on-one. We just were intertwined. We were weaved. Um, I don't know if that's just because the signs, Taurus and Sagittarius has worked out that well. I'm I'm not really too familiar in the signs. Don't get me wrong. But um, I have to say for as much as we've connected and talked, um, I wish I would have done more communication, but um, I just had a past relationship. I was talking with someone for three or four months I moved down here with, and there was almost nothing to talk about. There was no understanding. There was no, um, nothing. And, uh, this was in a period, uh, about f- five months after I lost Nathan to COVID, uh, winding into, uh, I think it was March of 2022 this last year. Um, we were living together, but, uh, we had separate bedrooms cause I was still going through a time of remorsing and, um, you know, mourning over my late half. So being able to have my own kind of space when I needed it was very nice. Um, but the thing was we did have separate rooms, but, um, just as far as, uh, being able to understand each other and being able to have communication was just not it. Um, there was just signs of, um, it just felt like disrespect or, um, you know, I was just looked down upon from this other person. And, uh, with that, uh, that was kind of upsetting. And i always tried to say like, Hey, what am I doing wrong? What can I do better? Um, what's some things that are turn offs and turn ons, you know, like, I mean, this is things that we've got to be able to understand with a person. This is your, could potentially be your other half. If you're going to invest moving from Missouri down all the way to Olmstead, Florida and 1400 miles just to, you know, try to communicate with one person, you know, you got to be able to have a, um, understanding of each other, but communication was just never it. And I feel like that's what failed.
0: Well, and that's, I think, what dooms a lot of relationships. You know, this will sound glib when I say it, but relationships require relating. Absolutely. And um, I feel like early on, you know, you can fall in love with someone. Oh, yeah. Um, and, And I heard the word lust earlier from you. Yeah. You know, you can fall into lust with them as well. But if you're not able to spend the time... Learning how to relate to that person and spending the time wanting to relate to them. Yes, uh, I d- I don't think you can be successful. And no. you know, I think some people are like, oh, you know, this significant other of mine is a compliment to me, and I don't have to change anything, and I don't have to do anything. If you're getting into a relationship and not expecting to put in hard work, I don't think that you can be successful. That that's just me coming with you know. Forty years of experience, right? Uh, if you're not spending time, and this is really in any sort of relationship, not just um, a romantic one, your business relationships, you have to do the same thing. You right. have to spend time figuring out what this, what drives this other person that you're partnering with, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, figure out how you can fit into that and and potentially enhance their experience. Absolutely, absolutely. So we've talked a little bit about relationships. We've talked about communication. We've talked about cars. Uh-huh. Um, anything, anything else we should talk about? Anything you want the audience
1: to know about your outlook on life and, and the way you see the world? Um, You know what? I do have something a little bit to add. Um, with these situations we go through and uh, growing up closeted and being in the automotive industry, getting knocked down and picked up, knocked down and picked up in both directions, Um. Family always kind of told me in these kind of situations, after reflecting um, what all has passed, they always kind of told me this one saying, and that was, talk is cheap, but keep the receipt. And with that situation, I've kind of understood that with uh, people who are always backing down on my shit, um, just not being able to appreciate what I'm trying to do for myself. It's just, uh, I've gone through, I've been on many ups. I've also went through way too many downs, went through way too many downs. Yeah. And um, that required, I mean, that went through uh, losing a half and losing a lot of financial stability, um, sleeping in a car for a few months. And then, you know, I've went through all these little things and these people always have just uh, had some kind of uh, hatred towards whatever I was trying to get my goals for and anything like that. and. You know every time they've tried to prove me wrong i've always gone up and tried to step above the bar and i've always been successful at it um and with that situation people can talk on you all day but um you know what the thing is it's your own person you're gonna have your own battles um they're never going to be higher up than anybody else but that's what other people have to understand too when it comes about yourself you're here for your own sake your own destiny your own money you know whatever the case it is that is that you're trying to achieve and goal in life is that you just have to take what you have, grain of salt, <laughs> and just kind of go with it, man. There's just, there's just no point of having to sit and try to listen to others trying to, you know, tear you down or whatever the case is. I've just always been focused on uh, what other people think. I've been way too focused on that. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm here for myself. I'm here for my own air. I'm here for my own money. I'm here for my own place. I'm here for my own passion. I'm here for my own love. Mm. And um, you know, at the end of the day, it's just about no matter what you've gone through, whether you've lost a partner or lost a house in a fire or um, bankruptcy, whatever the case is, it's just a matter of just getting back up and understanding that it's worth the battle to be able to try and prove yourself.
0: Yeah. Well, I think two things there. One, I think I heard haters going to hate. Absolutely. Absolutely. The people that are not rooting for you uh, are are never going to root for you. No. And I think the other thing that I'm hearing is the i what i think i hear is that living life on your own terms is very important to you
1: correct correct i mean i will i will add a little bit to that of course having a relationship i mean regardless with me if i'm going to have a part in my life that's going to be 50 50 you know if i'm willing to invest my time i'm willing to make a little bit of change along for his needs you know what mm-hmm. i mean so it's got to be beneficial when it comes to that for both parties
0: well, I feel like this has been really insightful. I appreciate you um, coming and spending some time with me. Oh, of course. And, uh, and talking today. Um, I I think, you know, through adversity and some of the things you've been through, um, you know, you're showing that you're extremely resilient. You know, I don't think I've known you too long, maybe about a year. Correct. Um, and I don't know. I I see this person that is out here trying to make it in the world and mm-hmm. and do things their own way and I have a great uh, respect and admiration for people to do that. I, you know, left, after I left college I got into kind of a corporate job and mm. said let me keep my head down and I'll learn this and learn that but I played things really, really safe for a long time so to see you out here you know, you're in your mid-20s and doing things that are important to you um, is really, really exciting and I, I love to see people doing that so... I wish you much luck uh, you Appreciate know, as that. You, as you've relocated to Dallas. I uh, can't wait to see some of the great things that are going to come out of that for you. And uh, just to see, you know, your entrepreneurial spirit come out and, and see what new angle you're going to take on
1: on your career. Right. Well, that's greatly appreciated. You know, at the end of the day, it's just about taking what's yours and just be able to enjoy it step by step. So that's just the way you got to take it, man. I mean, you're only here for a little while. You might as well enjoy it. Yeah, for sure.
0: Okay, well, thanks so much. You have a great day.
1: Appreciate that. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye.